Hello, my name is Isaiah Matthew Jackson. This is the Not So Everyday Cast. Uh, this podcast is this is the first episode. Uh, it's just me, a normal guy with normal things to talk about, but there are a lot of normal things to talk about. It seems uh, for me to do this, it's not so strange considering I've been told I talk a lot, but. There are a lot of reasons to do it. There's a lot of personal stuff that I can get into later to explain maybe at the end of the episode, but, you know, let's just wait for that because that may get depressing and blah, 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 blah. So a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about in this podcast, so it seems, is that it's, considering all the categories that this could possibly go under, there's a lot of stuff to say. So there's movies and music and comics and, uh, you know, screenwriting or screenplays and, you know, in-depth talks about everything possible, you know, just anything, Con- considering, you know, my focus on a lot of stuff is, you know, not very centered, you know, uh, I guess I should probably tell you a little bit about myself and why, you know, listening to me won't suck, so, uh, or it might suck, it'll suck less than most things, it could still suck, just not as much, as the the average rate of sucking may not rival the Swiffer, not Swiffer, the Hoover, uh, vacuum. Anyways, um, yeah, for me, uh, I am, I'm an amateur at everything. I'm a professional amateur, if that's a thing yet. Uh, uh, I'm a professional amateur. I'd like to coin that. No, I can't coin that shit. I don't want to coin anything. That's kind of a douchey thing to do. Anyways, uh, I, uh, what I do is I write screenplays. I'm in the middle of three, not professionally, but you know, amateur, I write screenplays and I'm in the middle of about three, two for a short, no, one for a short film, two for actual big films that I'd like to film. Uh, I'm a a songwriter, which is basically what I'm under. If you ever look me up, that's what I'm under. I'm writing and trying to record at the moment, uh, an EP, which is about, you know, 10 to six songs. It's an extended play, whatever. Uh, and, uh, uh, I'm a writer at heart. I write a lot, uh, trying to write a novel, still trying to write a novel. There's a lot of things I'm doing. Um, uh, I'm, I'm in the very, the, the, is primordial the word for this? The very early stages of of working on a 15-minute comedy routine. Not a comedy routine, but a stand-up. 15-minute stand-up uh, routine that it's like in the very first stages of being created. But it's getting, it's there. And all those things are being worked on at one time, including this podcast. And the reason, uh, mostly, that all those things are, I mean, uh, uh, it's kind of obvious why all those things are kind of hard to work with at one time. But, you know, I have, there's a lot of interest. There's a lot of interest in everything for me. And my mind is a beehive constantly raising with thoughts all the damn time. So where else to put all those dang thoughts than in a podcast? That's all I can really think of. I mean, from podcast to me, I, I love podcasts. I mean, if you're listening to this now, holy shit, you must love podcasts way more than me. Because I would not listen to myself talk on the radio. I, I mean, I can't say, it's like that, that, you know, it's Groucho Marx, you know, you don't. I wouldn't want to be a part of a club that, you know, would have me as a member. So it's like, that's exactly what this is. It's it's what this is. But, you know, if you take time and you listen to me, maybe we'll have some fun. I get it. I understand as a person who listens to podcasts and, you know, YouTube and all that other stuff that it's kind of hard to listen to people's opinions and, you know, people talk about stuff that you don't have any, you know, knowledge of, respect for, or, you know, prior engagements to. So it's, it's why it's hard to listen to new things and hear new things, at least for me anyway. So if somebody comes in here, hears my voice and says, I don't know that fucking guy. And they just kind of turn the podcast off. That's understandable. So, you know, if you're that type of person, just like, hear me out for one second. Like, you know, uh, I'm just a normal guy and I have no crazy, you know, 
superstar credentials that I can give you. I wasn't previously a radio host. I was previously an actor. I wasn't previously doing anything humongously amazing. But I'm just an average guy. And you know what? I just hit the mic on accident. And if that hurt anybody's ears, I am sorry. I am so sorry. I will I will massage your face. Maybe not. If I if the technology to this point can come through where I can fit my hands through your phone and massage your face, that'll happen. But then again, that's scary. And I would pro you'd probably die of a heart attack if that ever happened to you. So I'm I sorry for putting that image in your head. Um anyways, yeah, this 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 podcast, it's it's hard for me to kind of put it in a category of things. I I there's no entertainment category for some reason, like just straight entertainment. And even so, that doesn't necessarily sum up everything. This thing has to go into comedy and TV and film and music and maybe even art in a section. I don't know, because honestly, this 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 podcast can go every which way and up and down and left and right and horizontal and vertical and, you know, uh, what's the, I don't know what the, there's another one maybe. I can make one up, who knows, but anyways, this is a, this is kind of experiment, uh, you know, uh, from a from a normal guy to a bunch of you know possibly normal people. Um, I hope you're normal people, but if you're not normal people, I mean, you know, you know that's fine. You know, you live your life. It's not mine. It's not my life. It's your life. You know, we all have lives. I'm going on a tangent. Anyways, uh, yeah, you know, I got a couple subjects to talk about today. You know, mostly movies because a lot of today has been indie films for me and running through a lot of that you know but some other days it's going to be mostly about music other days it's going to be mostly about comic books because i have a collection of i'm going to say about 100 200 maybe comics that i have in front of me at the moment that's about it but you know in the grand scheme of things there's a lot of stuff to talk about and to label myself as one thing is pretty hard in my life really oh uh, yeah so oh sorry excuse me uh anyways that's the interest you know background is I'm, uh, I'm basically the living proof that in California, there is a middle of nowhere, but you know, it's the central Valley. Uh, and it's kind of a bummer, uh, to be here when you're living in this place and you have a lot of interests that pertain to like the arts and stuff like that. I'm not saying nobody here has any of those interests, but I'm saying that it's really hard to find those people who are going to go the extra mile to get to those interests and have them be a part of their lives. It's really hard. I mean, here you're either religious or a farmer. And if not, you're the, you know, star quarterback. That's all that matters, really. That is. Here, there's not a lot of stuff that's, you know, taken up. I'm from a town of like 5,000 people. Who cares if I like to make music? Who gives a shit? No one. Nobody cares. Ever. Ugh. It's just depressing. So, to think that, like, you know, I would be able to have a podcast with a couple other people is, 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 is it's impossible. No, nobody. I mean, I have, I, you know, my friends are great people, you know. I've known these people since I was in preschool you know and you know i get it i'm a young guy and there's time but there's nobody here who's going to do this podcast with me at this time you know so if at some other point there's another person that comes along and i do this podcast with them then well that's if this podcast survives past its i feel like it's newborn baby it's benjamin button right now it's it's an old person in a baby's body because it's so it's so possible that this thing might die it's it's incredible but i hope this thing goes on for a while uh, uh, yeah, so that's, you know, that's background. I'm not going to give any specifics on where I live, but, you know, who gives a shit about that? Uh, gave you information about the podcast. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's not going to be a long episode. It's going to, it's probably going to be a really short episode. Uh, you know, I'm guessing like, you know, maybe 30, 30 to 40, maybe even, yeah, 30 to 40 minutes. I mean, if it hits an hour, that'll be cool, you know, but we don't need it because this is kind of a, 
it's kind of an experimental episode where I have the topics, I have the things I know I want to talk about, went over them a couple times in my head, and you know, that's about it. But there aren't as many as I'd like there to be, basically because if I can carry this on by myself, that'd be great. So, you know, let's see what happens. But yeah, this is mostly a movie episode. So, you know, I hope you guys are fine with that. I'm okay with that because I love the movies. And let's just, let's just roll with it. Let's just roll with it. Let's roll with it. Okay. So recently, uh, a lot of people uh, probably weren't able to see these films, but uh, I recently saw three indie films that were, uh, I, 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 no, wait, scratch that. I've seen two uh, indie films and the third one I haven't gotten to, gotten to see yet, but two indie films recently that I thought were amazing. And that was Frank and the Rover. So uh, without giving any spoilers, I guess, uh, the Rover, uh, this is, uh, this is a film by uh, uh, David Machad, uh, who previously directed Animal Kingdom uh, with uh, uh, Joel Egerton and a couple other people. Uh, but yeah, this 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 new film, The Rover, with Guy Pierce and oh, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, Robert Pattinson. Uh, it's basically their film. This is this is a film for them. You know, Guy Pierce was was eyed for this role by David Machad. Um, at the beginning, this role, this that role was written for him, um, and it's it's about uh, it's a film based in Australia, kind of like the Mad Max world. If you've ever seen those movies, it's it's that it's it's that world. You're in Australia. There was recently, I think, ten years before the film takes place, there was an economic collapse that uh, tanked, you know, the economy and all this other stuff, and the and the and the nation is in chaos. Uh, and you know, there's uh, there's looting and killings and everything. The law is not really around. There's a government type. Uh, uh, presence in the movie that they're trying to keep some sort of peace in law, but it's not really working out because it's kind of an outlaw type world at that point. But um, it's Guy Pierce's character, and the movie opens where uh, Guy Pierce is uh, uh, drives driving along with his uh, with his car, um, and he you know he you don't you don't know anything about his character. He's just walking into a, uh, into this area, it looks kind of shady. Grabs a drink, pours it, starts drinking. Uh, you know it goes to uh, to uh, Scoot McNary's character. Uh, and his uh, his band of thieves, and they're uh, driving along, and they're they're kind of you know beat up and stuff. So they get to where Guy Pierce is. They steal his car. Guy Pierce doesn't notice until he's you know till they're about to leave, and they leave off with his car. So uh, this the film is basically the film is in fact just Guy Pierce's character trying to get his car back, you know. And you know that's that's that plot on paper just kind of sounds you know lame, but it's not really. It it there's there's it's a very deep movie the cinematography is great the directing is awesome the acting is pretty good robert pattinson has never gave this is robert pattinson's best performance uh this this is his you know a, a, apart from his oscar winning edward performance this is just his most this is the perfect film if you can't tell i was being a little sarcastic with the Edward performance but you know this is this is his not his film, but you know, this is his best performance. This this is by hands down his best performance. I actually like the guy in this movie. I don't like Robert Pattinson as an actor as much as I wish I did. Not not even holding Twilight against him. Honestly, dude, it's okay. You needed to make the money, didn't know what you're getting into. You want an acting job. That's fine, man. It's totally great. You're suckered in with the contract. It's cool. It's cool. But either way, this was a good performance by him. Uh, he plays, uh, he plays the brother of Scoot McNary, who is left behind by his brother, uh, 
after some incidents occurred uh, prior to Scoot McNary's character going to steal Guy Pierce's car. But his character isn't all there. He's, he's, he's kind of, I don't know, I guess I call it like a simpleton, you know? He's, he's not very smart, you know? He's not Forrest Gump, but, you know, he's not there completely. He's kind of got like a speech impediment type thing. He's very uh, feeble and feeble-minded. Um, he's, he's, he's not, he's not this, you know, the, the biggest kid, you know, on the block. Uh, but he gives a, he gives a pretty strong performance. There's a lot of times where you feel for his character and it's there, there's a, a lot of this, a lot of the scenes I will admit are, are Guy Pierce and him talking. And the problem I've found with the movie is the fact that it's literally split into points of when there's a shooting actions, not action even, it's just a, it's a shooting scene, like a violent scene and a talking scene. And I know that's, you know, that sounds very rudimentary and obvious. Like, oh yeah, it's either they're talking or they're, you know, something else. But it's, it's that split. It's, it literally goes from that to that. And it feels like there's, it's, it's not like a huge problem, but it, it, the, the splits between them are, are become wider as the movie goes on there. I'm not going to say how many, you know, shooting scenes there are, but the, the splits get wider and, and, and that's fine because if it's becoming kind of like a character movie, which it which it is, it's it's a character based movie, it's a character driven movie, because you want to know about Guyper's character and you want to know about Robert Pattinson's character, you really you you really start to care about the characters and and you know movies fail at that time and time again, but with those movies or with this movie, it's it I, they did it pretty well. Guy Pierce's performance and Robert Pattinson's performance and even Scoot McNary's performance are are great. Uh, Scoot McNary isn't in the movie as much, but they're great. They're really great performances. Solid. They're really solid. They're not, I, I wouldn't say they're Oscar winning. I mean, to be truly honest, I did like Robert Pattinson's performance, maybe a little bit more than Guy Pierce's, just a little bit. But you know, I guess I'm kind of a sucker for that. Not playing an all there type character. Who's not all that smart. Yeah, but you know, yeah, he tried. He was good. They were both good. They were both good. Anyway, so the movie goes on. I can't spoil anything, but without spoiling anything, there's a reason he goes after this car as much as he does. It, it's not simply to say, I don't know if this is a spoiler, but it's not simply it's not simply that he needs a car. And you'll notice that soon in the movie that he doesn't just need a car. There's a reason he goes back for that car. And at first, the ending, I'm not going to say, but at first, the ending... You know, you think like that's that's why he went for the car, like really. But then you think back on the movie and a couple of this and a couple of scenes and things that he says and does, you realize the the length this man goes to get his car back for the reason that he does is pretty powerful. And what he kind of you know sacrifices throughout this movie, uh, I don't know. It's 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 a good film. It's a good film. I you know. Uh, it, it took me a while to see it, but, you know, finally did. I was not displeased at all. This movie was, I'm going to say, like, one of the top five movies I was waiting for this year. came out early in the summer, but, you know, I finally got to see it. And, uh, yeah, you know, it was great. It was, it was a good movie. It was good. I'm, you know, I'm not going to score the movie. Maybe I will some other podcast, but I'm not scoring that movie. Point is, it's a good movie. If you get a chance to see it, see it. Uh, you know, another movie that I recently saw was Frank. And Frank was a good, good movie. Uh, that was another. That was another. Um, that was another top five most anticipated movies of this year. Three? No, 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 no. It's top six, I guess, because 
there's a couple that the rest of the films have not come out yet but yeah so frank uh it's it's uh that movie that movie i'm labeling that movie i'm pretty sure i don't know if it's labeled if not if it's not labeled this already i'm calling this movie dark comedy but it's really this movie is based on if i'm correct it's based on a comic from the 19 what is it like 40s it's really late late comic but uh uh based on him but it's it's told through this the story of a music uh of a music maker of a musician uh and frank is uh he's in a it's it starts off with uh, dom hall gleason's character and the cast is dom hall gleason uh michael fassbender maggie gyllenhaal scoot mcnary and two more actors i always forget the names of uh i'm sorry other actors it's not like i'll hear this but you know i'm sorry other actors really no, i'm sorry so uh yeah the it, it follows dom hall gleason's character mostly it's it's basically it's it's watching frank from a distance it's it's basically like you're dom hall gleason and you're watching frank be frank and trying to figure out frank um and it goes through the movie where it's dom hall gleason is already a music is already a musician and he's trying to write songs but he's not writing good ones or ones that he likes and he's getting pretty depressed and he's hating it and stuff like that and you know he's on twitter and he's talking about like oh you know you wouldn't believe this and and it's funny how the, the throughout the movie the number of twitter followers that he has exponentially grows throughout and you start to see that and it, it's it's a thing that they want you to notice and it gets to this this tipping point where you hit this amount of followers and it shows that and that's when things kind of you know mess up because everything's got to go downhill at one point in the movie so Anyways, Donald Glee's character is a, he's a pianist or he's a, yeah, he's a keyboard player. So, um, he, he plays by himself and at one point, uh, Frank's band, of which I can't even, I can't, I don't even know if they know how to pronounce it in the movie, which is pretty funny in the, <laughs> they don't know how to pronounce the name of the band, or Donald Glee's character doesn't know how to pronounce the name of the band throughout the movie and neither do any of them. So, um, uh, so yeah, Donald Gleason's character is, you know, kind of just walking along to having a normal day at one point and, uh, the the keyboard player for Frank's band uh, tries to off himself or kill himself in, by drowning himself. And then uh, Scoot McNary's character finds uh, Domo Gleason watching that because the police are trying to get him out or police are trying to stop that guy from committing suicide. And, you know, he meets Scoot McNary's character, which is basically the manager. I'm guessing he's the manager or he is the producer or something along those lines. But he's, he's doing something with them. He's not in the band, but, you know. And, uh, they're everybody, uh, whatever. So, uh, yeah, so he meets Scoot McNary's character and they have this really, really brief conversation. And, uh, and then, you know, they, he disappears with the rest of the band in their van and they ride off and then, you know, Donald Gleason goes on. But then later on in the, later on, uh, Donald Gleason's character gets a call, uh, from the band and they're saying, you know, like, oh, come and be our keyboard player at this show. And they just give him the show and whatever. So, you know, he gets in the band and he goes off with them to this cabin to record a record. And most of the movie is basically them in that log in that cabin trying to record this record. And it's going through the months and everything of them trying to record and meeting Frank. And Frank's character is is really I don't know if he's amazing or if I don't like him. It's really strange because I don't know if I draw that line between not liking him and being amazing so so far apart, but like, I mean, I know I like him, but I know I like him. It's just the fact that he is 
he's like shrouded in so much mystery for the whole movie. You understand that things are wrong with him. He had a ah, shit. I can't even. I I feel like I'll spoil that. Yeah, I'll spoil some of it if I even talk about Frank too much. Shit. Damn it. Well, huh? What do I do? Damn. I don't want to spoil this movie because most people can't even see. Well, actually, it's on. I think it's on VOD. If it's on V, no, Mm-mm. no, I can't do this. Frank, Frank is interesting. You can see that he has his problems, and everybody in the band progressively you understand that they all have their own mental problems. It's just a big jumbled mess. And Dom Gleason feels kind of left out throughout the movie because he doesn't have these problems, and he doesn't have this terrible childhood, and all this other stuff. And he, and he feels left out, and he feels like the reason that all these people are so great is because they're such tortured souls. And throughout the movie, you figure out some of this stuff isn't true, and blah, 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 and whatnot. You know, Maggie Gyllenhaal's character is 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 just the worst in this movie. I mean, I mean, she's a good, it's a good performance. I just mean she's the worst person, you know, because she's just evil. It's just her character. She's just evil in this movie. She does not like Dom Hall Gleason. She wants, she looks like she's trying to keep Frank under her wing or something, and it's really... And, and at times, you're like, oh, well, you're a bitch for doing that to Frank. Why are you doing this to Frank? But then you start to see that, you know, well, you know, f- maybe as Dom Hall Gleason uh, sooner or later tries to take over Maggie Gyllenhaal's role as Frank's protector type person, it kind of starts to see that maybe that wasn't the best idea and whatnot and whatnot and so on. So, you know, without spoiling too much, Frank is a good movie. Frank is a it's a it's a pretty good i have to watch it again because to be truly honest i don't know if i loved it but i thought it was a really good movie uh no real grade on it but you know it's a good it's a good film if you get the chance to see it you should watch it you get to see i mean as far as michael fassbender goes his performance frank it's it's great it's really it's really good his performance is good because anybody who could pull off that performance anybody who could pull off a good performance without you having to see their face i don't mean like oh not taking out like voiceovers or you know uh motion capture but you just don't see his face for the whole entire movie. And he's trying to project a, a character to you without you seeing any emotion other than the tones and inflection in his voice. And that's, that's talent. That's, that's really, that's, that is a talent. And you know, Michael Fassman already is talented Oscar nominated guy already, but still this, this performance is, is it was, it was really good on his part. And you know, I, I clap, I applaud you, Mr. Fassbender. You're good. You're great. Yeah. You're good. You're fucking good. Hey, you know? Yeah. Good guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, those two movies out of the way. Uh, a couple things that I have been uh, rolling over in my mind since they have been released. A couple things, I guess I'll go over and... No, I'm not going to... Yeah, I'll in order. So, me being the comic book dude that I am liking comics as much as I do. I'm not saying I'm the humongous comic book fan. I'm the biggest one ever. I'll, I can reference comic books right there drop the hat no can't do that bad memory but i do have favorite characters and things like that and i love doctor strange i love doctor strange i really fucking love doctor strange Mm, okay so uh it was recently it wasn't announced but it was recently rumored just like any other rumor that uh walking phoenix was in final negotiations to become doctor strange and holy shit I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> I don't. I really fucking. I don't. I just don't. I really don't know. I'm trying my hardest to figure out how I feel 
about all this because as I mean, I like Doctor Strange. The Vision and Doctor Strange are two of my favorite characters. Paul Bettany's already been cast as the Vision. I just recently saw a picture of Paul Bettany, I think as the Vision, if I'm correct, that was the right picture. And holy shit, he looks awesome. He looks fucking great. I understand and it doesn't all based on looks, but looks definitely fucking help. Um, I mean, seriously, they do. Like, you know, all those people who, used to, who were bagging on Quicksilver in uh, X-Men Days of Future Past. I mean, dude, fucking one, it was the 70s. Two, when you finally meet the character and you see him on screen, you're like, well, it fucking works. I understand. Hey, it makes sense. It totally makes sense. And it helped a lot because if he looked like a shit character, it would have been hard to look at. Like, honestly, if I'm the only person who thinks that the aesthetics of a character and the way that they look does not apply, no, or does apply to how I perceive him in the film, then, you know, I mean, I'm sure I'm not. I mean, I hope I'm not, but, you know, that's just me. So... So anyways, you know, I see, I, I'm trying to, I mean, Walking Phoenix is an amazing actor. He's probably one of my top five, top 10 favorite. Act. I don't have, I don't have an order, but you know, top 10 favorite actors. He's in there. He is there. Okay. That, that dude's fucking amazing. Walk the line. Uh, why am I blanking on? Oh, the, well, anyways, walk the line. Uh, the master. I can't wait for inherent bias. I'll talk about that shit later. Um, fucking, uh, I haven't seen the immigrant yet. But it is on my Netflix queue. Q quo Q Q quo. You know what? Whatever. It's one of those. It's on there. It's I'm gonna watch after this is done recording, I will watch that movie. And when we get back to the next podcast, or when we get how do you get back to something that's coming in the future? Whatever. So I'll watch that movie. Anyways, he's an amazing actor. I love the fucking guy. I really do. But I really I don't know. It's, it's me being afraid of how he'll portray Doctor Strange. That's it. Because most of Walking Phoenix characters are kind of grimy, yeah, you know, like characters who are, like they're always, they have claw hands. I, I'm not saying that he plays characters with claw hands, but that's, they look like they're doing the claw hand motion of somebody doing hand puppets. I don't know how to explain it through this podcast. But that's the, that's what I'm thinking. And to be truly honest, I just, I, mm, I love him. I really do. It's just, it's been hard to wrap my head around it. That's all. I mean, I, he'll do a phenomenal job. I have no doubt in the world he'll do a phenomenal job, but I just, even if he does, I don't know if I'll be a, no, fuck it. I'm all right with it. I just came to that conclusion right goddamn now. I will like him as Dr. Strange if he does it. I mean, not saying that actors can sometimes do bad jobs or great actors can sometimes do bad jobs, but you know me putting my fanboyness aside to who I'd want to play them. Walking Phoenix is a great choice and I put him on a pedestal if so. Uh, you know, and I mean it's more it's it's more <laughs> I'd prefer him over Jared Leto any day. You know, yeah, I mean you could switch you could honestly if you if you had a Doctor Strange choice for me, if you wanted to switch Tom Hardy, which was another rumor and Benedict Cumberbatch, which is another rumor, or Walking Phoenix, if you could you just wanted to interchange them, I wouldn't even mind. They're all great. They're all fucking great. Oh, fuck it. I love them. But, you know, that's eh, just me. Uh, there, I don't know. That's That whole Walking Phoenix thing is, you know, it's, I just hope it's not another, it's not going to be another Rob Downey Jr. Not, not saying like he's not going to be as iconic. I'm saying that it's not going to be another, you need to pay me this much money and there's going to be as much drama. I hope not. I really hope not. I just hope not. But if so, I'm going to, I'm going to be sad. I'm, it's going to, it's going to mean something to me whatever you know who cares now nah, will i care why am i doing this to myself 
Jesus Christ. Goddamn. So The Rock of Shazam, or Black Adam. Yeah, it's written down as Shazam for me here. But, you know, if you want to get geeky, you, you know, if you want to get, you know, as uh, as uh, John Schnepp says, you know, sweaty nerd territory. I mean, technically, you know, Black Adam was Shazam at one point, which is, you know, but whatever. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't care. I mean, not that I don't care about the movie. I'm going to go see that shit opening day. I will. But, I mean, as far as who's going to play Black Adam, not that, like, it. this is... This whole entire thing is strictly dependent on how they want Black Adam to be. If they are going to make a Black Adam movie without Shazam and Black Adam being Shazam, then, I mean, uh, holy shit, you know? Just, uh, I don't know what kind of character Black Adam's going to be then. Because The Rock is the just charming, charismatic, all-around likable dude. I mean, he's not the most amazing thespian, but you know, he he's he's the best in his in his field, as far as you know, being a guy who had his background. But you know, he's trying to become an actor, and that's really good. It's just when you're gonna be, you know, when you're gonna portray Black Adam, what do you what are they aiming for? I can't tell based on this. I mean, I haven't heard a lot of talk about that. Everybody's psyched that The Rock is someone like is a superhero or a supervillain, but. For me, it's just more or less like, how are they going to portray this guy? Are they going to try and stretch The Rock's acting talent by making him maybe an unlikable person with a little bit of charisma? Kind of like a trying to do a little Loki type thing. I mean, I'm not a Loki fangirl. I can understand Loki's a good character and that's nice. But I don't know. It just It's it's, it's kind of it's shady to me. I don't, under, I don't know what they're going to do and it worries me. You know, all faith in the rock, you know, aside, it worries me because I do have faith in the rock. I really do. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't, you know, terrible or bad by any means in, in the Hercules movie. But, you know, it's something to be worried about. It is something to be worried about. Another thing, just a theory that I got. I just, you know, and this isn't sweaty nerd or anything, but this this is just something I was thinking about. So it was also announced that. Black Adam, or I'm pretty sure this was announced, but Black Adam's or the Shazam movie is going to be produced and distributed by, or yeah, by New Line Cinema. New Line Cinema being a subsidiary of Warner Brothers. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you guys just made the worst decision ever, or you guys are smarter than me by fucking ten times. I mean, you guys are smarter than me by a lot. I can say that. A couple choices you made were stupid, but, you know, that doesn't mean... Because I was able to make a captain, you know, uh, hindsight, you know, judgment means I'm smarter. That's another thing people always get mixed up. They're like, I made a captain hindsight judgment or decision, which means I could have made a decision that was better than that one when that one was being made. That bugs me. That really bugs me. Because if I was in the position of saying, we need to go back, well, actually, no, I was going to use Green Lantern as a as an explanation, but to be honest, I'm pretty sure a lot of people, if they could have got different, like me, from a writer's standpoint, trying to write a screenplay, if I was given the screenplay of the Green Lantern movie that was given, being, I mean, honestly, I think being a fan of some sort of the material kind of plays into it, but at the same time, you have to understand, some things in the movie are stupid. One, Parallax, Parallax and the big head dude. 
in that movie. One, you don't need a big shit cloud and a big head dude with the tone you're going for because one, the big head guy was fucking bad. Like, you don't, you just fuck, you just, you just don't need it. Like, uh, the guy with his screaming and his, you know, antics were just one, overacting to a fucking T. Like, talk about twirling your fucking mustache villain. But that guy with his pain tone and how his father never loved him and all this dark shit with that character plus parallax parallax ate people through their fear you don't have fear glands man but he fucking found them and he ate them he ate it he sucked out your soul and your essence through the fear you had for that dude i'm not saying parallax is a shit villain in that movie by any means i would be afraid of fucking by I would fly out of my pants into the, you know, universe if I saw that coming towards me. But at the same time of Parallax being a villain coming towards, I mean, the amount of time you wasted Parallax coming towards planet Earth, I'd understand why you think you'd need that guy with the huge fucking head to be on Earth while Parallax is, you know, while the whole dun 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 dun, the whole Jaws moment of him coming towards planet Earth. I'd understand why you think you'd need another villain. But if you just, like, one, if you probably just had toned down the amount of twirling of the mustaches that, that the big head dude had, it wouldn't be that bad. Uh, it really wouldn't. Really, it just, it fucking wouldn't. But, it, what, I don't know, I'm going on a big spiel about this movie I didn't really want to go into. Point is, what was this about? This was about Captain Hindsight je- like decisions. Anyways, what's like a Captain Hindsight decision? Uh, shit, I can't even think of one. I don't know. I hope people understand that being able to make a Captain Hindsight, you know, decision doesn't mean that you could have made that decision when the decision was being made. Boom. There you go. So, anyways, uh, yeah, the New Line Cinema thing. Uh, I have no idea if they're making a good decision. I really don't. I mean, it's like a really, it's kind of, I think it might be a small thing. I don't know if this is a problem to anybody because no one's ever, in the amount of shows about movies and podcasts I hear, no one has ever brought it up. And I've never seen it in a comment or anything. Is is this, is the cameras that they use for filming the movies. Now, what I mean by that is, when you had all those crossover Marvel films to get to the Avengers, when you, when you I mean, when you had all those movies to get to the Avengers, that big crossover movie, it didn't, I mean, I don't know if anybody notices this, but it didn't look weird seeing those other characters in the same film because the cameras that they used all filmed the same. They all looked the same. That's the simplest way to say it. I'm going to explain to you like everyone's five. They all look the same. Every movie looks the same. And it's it's kind of just an aesthetic, aesthetic choice to make it seem like everybody's in the same universe. And it's that simple. It's just that simple. Like if you went from one Hobbit film to the next Hobbit film and you filmed it with a different camera and a different style and edited a different way where all the lighting is different. It's going to feel weird. It's just going to feel weird. It's going to look weird and it's not going to look like you're in the same film anymore. I mean, you know, a lot of realistic movies, you know, shot on film, they look a specific way. If you saw, if you saw the dark Knight, like the dark Knight, Christopher Nolan and man of steel in the same movie, or you saw Batman or Superman fly in in a Dark Knight movie. 
and you had prior to that had seen Man of Steel, it would look fucking weird. It would look weird. It wouldn't look right. It would look like these two people just came out of different films. It it would take you out of it would take me out of the movie. I don't know if I'm speaking for anybody else, but it would take me out of the film. It would just do that. See, the golden fucking thing. The golden conch fuck man. They just they have the they just have gold right here. Because it would be it, this could be amazing. Where you have a storyline where it's crisis on infinite earths if i'm correct because i haven't fucking seen that comic in years you have separate universes you have earths if it's incorrect it's earth or it's universe earths i'm gonna go with earths so if you had a crossover film from two different just new line and warner brothers come together where there's a shazam universe where there's like no superman or superman's an enemy or something like that there's just different universes right and at one point when all these when all this is established when all the shazam movies and all the justice league and whatever is set up you have them cross over and the way that you tell the difference between which universe you're in is the camera style that they're using to film is fucking awesome just imagine that shit imagine it the only way i can describe this is when you have the ending of the incredible hulk the movie with edward norton in it that came after if I'm waiting, yeah, they came after the first Iron Man and you see Tony Stark at the end credit scene come up to the general uh, at the end of the movie and he's saying, I heard you have a problem because we're putting together a team and fucking whatnot, right? And you're like, oh shit, the Avengers. The first thing when I barely saw that movie, what I noticed was this looks fucking weird because they are using, a, they're, they, they edited either the lighting differently or they're using a different camera and they have Tony Stark on screen. That's all that I thought of. They just, it looked like he came out of a separate film. That's, I, 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 maybe that's my only, maybe that's a problem that's only for me. If so, fucking power to you, man, you know, fucking soldier on brother. But you know, for me, it's just weird. So as, as, as it works to me, it works against the Marvel movies. It could work so fucking perfectly with the DC Warner Brothers New Line Cinema thing. If they wanted, if they wanted, if they, if they, it just had the, the cojones, man. They had the cojones to fucking get these two different, like, cause they, they're, I'm pretty sure they said it, that these are two different film universes. If they just grabbed their, they grabbed their haunches and they just fucking squeezed on them and popped out these two ideas right here. That when you have these two different universes and at some point they, they make the decision for them to collide and have a crisis on infinite earths. Oh, oh my God. It, it would be so simple. Like it's such a simple difference, but how else would, how else would you stop the confusion? That's all I'm thinking. If at different points you had from one universe to the other universe or one earth to the other earth, and you just use different cameras and different editing techniques to show that you were in different realms. I mean, it seems pretty simple as fuck, but Jesus, to me, it, it seems so golden. It just seems so great oh god just thinking about it just thinking about it just fucking oh oh it makes me do that it makes me go uh oh god all right whatever so yeah the rocks is am worried about it but you know it could be great just depending on how they want to portray uh black adam and or shazam you know it just depends and that whole new line cinema thing and you know it could be a huge mistake to not have shazam in the justice league and whatnot but if they're going to do that whole crossing of the streams then you know Hey, if this ever gets out there, man, 
you know, that, that camera technique, you know, just use, you know, just a little bit of editing, you know, a different camera. It could be fucking awesome. It could be so ingenious and simple. It, 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 mm, uh, mm, mm. That's what it could be. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, whatever. So that's, you know, done with that. Honestly, right now, I'm just going to go on for a little bit about a couple of just four films. We'll hope four to five films that are coming out that I cannot be more hyped for. I cannot. My hypeness is just oozing out of my trousers, you know oozing ooze is oozling i don't know if oozling is a word but that's the it came from my heart and it came out of my mouth so first one birdman holy shit i remember i remember when this first trailer for birdman came out i watched it i think three times i couldn't get over how just sucked into that trailer i was it just seemed so interesting i when was the last time we saw michael keaton like act like act act like really act. I'm gonna have to check IMDb. Whatever. The point is, man, seeing Michael Keaton in a very like kind of serious, but you know, it's it's a it's a not I'm not it's not Oscar Beatty, but you know it's it's a it's a role. It's a fucking role. You know, he's acting. He's fucking acting in that movie. As far as I can see, he's acting. You know, really goddamn hard. Not for the comedy spiel and all that stuff, but you know, he's acting. And I want to see that. That is that is the biggest. Like honestly, it's it's. I'm not gonna. It's. I can go into the whole thing that he was Batman, and then it kind of his career didn't go as you know smoothly as everybody else's. But you know, after Batman, that's that's what he was. He was Batman, and now he's coming back in this movie as Birdman, who's trying to get his career back through a stage play. Uh, I don't know if it's on Broadway, but it's a stage play. It's a stage play. And, you know, and it's kind of mirrored through the fact that he was Batman and I was trying to get his career back through this film. And holy shit, he might do it like this. I mean, for one, it just seems like a it's like existential and crazy. Like, you know, he's fighting his ego and he's doing the Beetlejuice voice in his fucking head. And it's crazy. But it just it's 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 a comedy. I mean, he's an actor, but it's a kind of a comedy actor that you're seeing become a serious role. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's not like a whole, like crazy Jim Carrey's doing Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Cause that was crazy. That was a crazy fucking good movie. It's not like that crazy because, you know, Michael Keaton has done serious roles, but you know, as far as this goes, I haven't seen this for a while and I really want to, I just, I can't wrap my mind around how hyped I am for that movie. You know, I can't blow it enough, but whatever. So Another movie that has a comedian who's going into seriousness at the moment, Foxcatcher. I've watched Foxcatcher, the first trailer. I don't know if I've seen all of them, but I watched the first trailer of Foxcatcher five times, I think, like within the span of a week. I watched it five times just because every time I heard and saw, uh, what do you call it? Every time, yeah, I heard and saw Steve Carell, I, I lost my shit. Not like laughing, but I... It, it's it literally it gave me some sort of a chill it it was real actual like holy crap this guy looks menacing and creepy he's this is this ah it it, it always makes me happy to see actors i would normally see in comedic or different roles put on either a serious role or reverse it where you have a serious actor comedic i mean i don't know who doesn't love that who loves film but seriously like it's like the whole uh what's one uh besides jim carrey uh adam sandler and punch drunk love one of my favorite paul thomas anderson films besides the rest of them that i 
being somebody who it's getting a little personal. It's getting a little personal. But uh, being somebody who's who's anxiety ridden and it has most of the problems you will see in Punch Drunk Love. If you haven't seen it, go watch it now. Uh, seriously, the you know he pulls out he he that character. I I give Adam Sandler a lot of credit for that character because holy crap, he I mean true to life like true to life that guy his character in that movie i know one i know a few people i know people like that and i know myself and i am like not completely like that to be honest but i am like that character and i can, it's just relatable it's relatable in a, in a in a sense that i don't usually get from a lot of movies because characters usually feel like the way i like to see it is characters are good characters are good but people are amazing you know you find a person in a film holy shit man you know that's 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 incredible a person in a film because you know you have a character you have characters you know those are people in films and they're they're made for movies they're people who would only do stuff because it was a movie like an example of a character in a film that is the most character character i've seen in a long time is uh fucking that character from the character from fault in our stars not shailene woodley's character uh, I'm forget. I'm bugging on the actor's name, but it's the main male actor in that movie in the Fault in Our Stars. That is the most character character I've seen in a movie in a long time. Okay, he's like the perfect guy. Had cancer, missing a foot. You know, there's memorable things. He's missing a leg. He had cancer, recovered from it. Right. He's nice to uh, what's her name? Uh. Hazel Grace, which is like the most movie name. He's really nice to Hazel Grace, and he calls her by both of her names all the damn time. He's always smiling, you know. And I'm not saying it's not a good film. It's a it's a decent, it's a pretty good film. I mean, for what it is, it's a good film. I I I can't say I didn't enjoy that movie. But that guy, his character is just a character. Like he's just in a movie. That's what he is. That guy doesn't exist. Like not in droves. And even so, he doesn't even exist in a small niche of people that you could possibly find in the butthole of society. Like, in the tightest of buttholes of society, you would not find that guy. Not because, oh, he's super nice and he's almost perfect. It's just, like, what he does and what he says. Like, number one fear. The way, okay, it's not even, like, what he says. It's how he says it. So he says, what's your fear in life when they ask him? And he says, oblivion. <sighs> Bro. I don't know. There's a big problem with me when I know that that's on a script. Like you hear a line and you go, that was on a fucking script. That's the, that's why a character, it's a character said that because it was on a script. I want to feel like a character said that because the character thought that, you know, I don't want to feel like a guy wrote that because he wanted this guy to be a fucking like a, what is it? Like a, a memorable line, you know, that's, that's why that's, that's why that character said that because he wanted a memorable line. The whole cigarette in your mouth because you want to put something that could kill you in between your mouth but don't give it the power to kill you by not lighting it. Oh, fuck. Like, dude, I get it. That's a movie thing. Nobody in their... If anybody in their fucking life did that, they'd be a douchebag. But in the movie, it's pretty cool, apparently. That's why. And that's that's the difference. I understand that guy's a character. He's not a fucking person. Hazel, Hazel, by all intents and purposes, is a person. I, I can picture that girl in life i can picture her 
there, I can picture her. She's, she's a person who has feelings and I feel like I could hurt them if she existed. That dude, fuck no. I sympathize with him and all of his problems and I understand that it was a very heart-wrenching and, and, or gut-wrenching and, you know, very, very deep, you know, uh, sensitive subject. And I understand that and I don't take that away from it whatsoever. But, you know, fuck that guy. <laughs> no, it's like really, just the guys, it's, it's a, nothing against the actor or anything, but the character is just a character in a movie and that's all he'll ever be. He's a racing other hand, good, fine character, whatever. But anyways... What was I talking about? Back to Foxcatcher. God damn, I'll trail off for a while. I will trail off. Ooh, damn, we are, we are, man, we're almost an hour in. This is supposed to be one episode. Damn. All right, we're gonna try and I'm trying to, I'm trying to wrap this up as fast as possible. So, anyways, Foxcatcher. Steve Carell is honestly, I'm going into that, into that movie for Steve Carell. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Oh, fun fact, and that actual story that it, that they're that the 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 story the movie's based on took place on my birthday. I don't know which birthday because I don't remember the year, but I know it took place on my birthday. And that is interesting as shit. At least to me. So, you know, that's cool. But whatever. Anyways, Foxcatcher, I'm interested in that movie basically for Steve Carell and his performance. I haven't been able to find any interviews with the actual coach before he was arrested. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if I'm able to find one, I want to see how, if this, if this is just, the, if this is the guy from... If this is the guy, if this is how the guy was, and if so, holy shit, that guy was fucking creepy. But if it was, man, like, dude, you're doing, you're doing a spot on job. Even if it was not, even if it was not, man, that guy is creepy as shit. I mean, I haven't seen the movie and to go back on my whole character and people thing, characters aren't bad. I mean, I really, I fucking love characters. You know, there are obviously bad characters, but even so, it, that's fucking, that seems like an amazing character. You know, not a doll. Oh, it's, you know this is a perfect dude blah 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 i've seen him a million times kind of character but you know this is steve carell i mean honestly if i'm looking at like oscar things like i'm not saying it's oscar Beatty, but you know this if if i could think of an oscar potential movie that i can only say based on a trailer that's the fucking movie plus birdman uh two other movies that i'm gonna try and get to real fast one interstellar the other one's nightcrawler Interstellar, obviously, man, every, I've seen, I remember when I, I remember when I first saw that movie, not first saw the movie, but first saw the cup, the, the trailer and the teaser and whatnot. I, I am, I will be hyped for a Christopher Nolan movie. I will be hyped for a Christopher Nolan film. I will. Worst film I'm going to say is The Dark Knight Rises. Shit. Scare a lot of people. This, yeah. So yeah, Dark Knight Rises is worst film. That's not terrible by any means. The rest of his, I mean, if that's his worst film. Holy shit. This man's amazing, right? But yeah, the, that's probably is, and I, I have a lot of, like, I can't, I, I'm not going to say I don't like The Dark Knight Rises. I'm not going to say I don't like it, but it, I, it's really hard for me to say it's a, it's a good film. It is a good film, but I have a fuck ton of problems with that movie. That's for another day though. That's for like an entire episode. That's for an entire podcast of why I don't like, you know what? I might someone if anybody ever hears this hold me to this that i will do an entire episode about how to fix batman begins and the dark knight rises because the batman begins is a good movie i i like it qu quite a bit better than i do the dark knight rises but if you change some stuff in the batman begins dark knight rises could have been a lot better like a lot better 
I'm not saying I'm a better screenwriter or anything than Christopher Nolan by any means. By a long shot, I am not. Ooh, by miles, I'm not. But you know, there I just have some ideas, and at one point, I'm probably gonna open them up to the public. So you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. But anyways, Interstellar. That that it's it's it looks like Christopher Nolan's you know 2001. It looks like his 2001. Based on some of the visuals and some of the things you know that you see and hear about from the film, it just it feels like that. It has that ominous. There's gonna be fucking amazing cinematography, but there's gonna you know there's gonna be a story, but there's gonna be amazing cinematography, and there's gonna be so the visuals are gonna be amazing. The acting's gonna be phenomenal. You know, it it that's that's what it's gonna feel. I feel it. I feel it. I have no doubt in Christopher Nolan. I mean, obviously, there's always doubt for me. There's always doubt. A movie by a great filmmaker could suck. It could suck. Huge balls. And fucking, that could just be it. But, you know, based on his prior work, there's a large chance it's not going to suck. So, I guess I just hope it doesn't. I don't have, there's not a lot of information on the film. Matthew McConaughey, I fuck, I love Matthew McConaughey. Uh, I like Anne Hathaway. Uh, I prefer, I like Topher Grace. I like Topher Grace. And you know what? Hold me to that. But yeah, I like, I like Topher Grace. So, uh, yeah, oh, and fucking, uh, uh, holy shit, who else is in that movie? Uh, Jessica Chastain's in that movie? I fucking... She's great. Uh, and uh, another person I love a lot, probably doesn't have that big of a role, but um, Casey Affleck. I love... Casey Affleck is one of my favorite actors. He is. I hope he has a decent enough role in that movie, but shit, I like that guy. Uh, yeah, but still, the cast is amazing. Story seems interesting as shit, even though we don't know anything about it, really. I mean, you have theories, but that's about it. But that that movie, that look out for that movie if you're not already, because I'm pretty sure anybody who gives a shit enough to look up the trailer for Interstellar cares enough to see it. There, that movie's gonna be good. Another movie that I'm really uh, at this point, I'm I kind of am scared about, but at the same time, it could be one of my favorite films of the year. Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal. I feel like Jake Gyllenhaal is one of the greatest actors working today. That doesn't get enough credit. Prisoners was one of it might have been it might have been my favorite movie of last year maybe but then again there's a lot of stuff i don't know it it i i can't say that it was snubbed from the oscars not for like not even for best picture but like i can't say that it was it was snubbed you know uh i mean a part of me wants to say that but at the same time i can't be you know mad at the fact that jake gyllenhaal wasn't on for best supporting when you have all of these other people up for best supporting if he was at least nominated i'd be i'd be fucking dandy i'd be randy dandy man but you know, it, it it's got it's a little, there's a little salt, you know. I'm a little salty, you know. They salted my world when that happened, but you know, I'm good now. I'm healing, you know. Iodine doesn't burn so much, you know. But yeah, so Jake John Hall, I feel like he's phenomenal. Uh, am I the only guy who doesn't like Donnie Darko and thinks it's a stupid fucking movie? I don't know. I I really want to know that, because anybody else I talk to really likes that movie. To me, any movie that you have to go and watch the director's cut to understand the movie or listen to the audio commentary from the director, that's not a good film. It really is not. It's not. There's a lot of shit that's not explained in that movie that needs to be explained, but it's not. That's kind of fucking bad. So, the, so Nightcrawler is about a guy who goes in to uh, uh, crime, nighttime or crime journalism. And, you know, he basically gets sucked into the underground world of that. 
you know, it becomes, it seems, you know, it becomes very jaded and he, and the character itself, I mean, just Jake Gyllenhaal's eyes bulging out of his fucking head and his eyebrows all thick and shit and his hair slicked back and his nice car and his glasses and his laugh and the way he talks, it looks like creepy and interesting as hell. It does. I want to know that his character has an arc and I also want to know that his character is in one note. Like he's just creepy. I want to know that. I'm sure he's not going to be. And even so, you know, hopefully the, the script is good and the dialogue and all that other stuff is really nice. You know, the if I'm correct, the the, the, the director is, what is it, Dan Gilroy? Is that even a guy? If I'm correct, that's his name. But I don't remember, I don't, I think this is his first directing, his directing debut is Nightcrawler. So that's kind of scary. If I'm correct, he was a screenwriter before this, but you know, Either way, it's it's kind of still, you know, it's a little weary. It makes me a little scared. At the same time, you know, what the fuck are you going to do? You know, what the fuck are you going to do? First directing job. Hey, man. Fucking power to you, you know. Hopefully this is great. I don't know you, but, you know. Hey, man. You know, got to work together. I'm not on your level, but, you know, fucking hey, Let me help you. Uh, yeah, so, you know, Nightcrawler, I'm basically, I'm, I'm, I'm hyped for that movie strictly. This is a lot of performance-based. I'm interested in these movies because the actors... The stories look awesome in all in all four of these movies I've just talked about. Everything looks interesting, but a lot of the stuff that piques my interest is usually the performance I'm going to see. You know, there's a lot of stories, like there's a lot of movies that that the actors aren't like the hugest deal to me. Like uh, Men, Women, and Children, which is coming out. I want to see that movie. Adam Sandler's in it. Looks like a serious role. That's fucking awesome. I love Adam Sandler's serious roles. I liked Ran Over Me. I like Punch Drunk Love. Let's see what he does here. Regardless. That movie, I don't know enough about it yet, but it looks interesting. I don't, I can't even say why. It just does. I don't really know what it's about. It looks like, you know, cheating and, you know, normal family life and trying to find love and shit like that. It looks like that, but that, it, it looks like it's drawing me in. It's drawing me in slowly. Another movie, Fury. I've been hyped for Fury forever since I even heard about it. You know, I don't think Shia LaBeouf's a bad actor. I don't think Brad Pitt's a bad actor. I mean, I think he's a good actor. I, I Logan Lerman's good. Michael Pena's really good. And uh, uh, John Bernthal is really good. Um, all those guys are great, you know? But, you know, I just want to see a David Ayer film because he's not the... He doesn't have a... He doesn't have a hit ratio of 100%. Maybe not even 80. Somewhere around 50. Hit or miss. Completely hit or miss. So, you know... Apparently Fury, so I've heard, isn't all that fucking, you know, it's not all that great. But, you know, I hope I like it at least, you know. That's that's what I hope. I, I, I you know, if it, I've liked bad movies before. I can't think of any at the top of my head. But I've liked bad movies before, you know. But, yeah. Anyways, four films right there at the top of my list. I'm, I talk about Whiplash, but uh, it would just be another spiel about how I want to see people act. But anyways, and plus music and all this other stuff and pressure and stuff like that so we're about to hit a fucking hour we're about to hit an hour and i think that's good for a first episode uh like holy shit fucking first episode woo. i don't have any music plan i don't have any fucking crazy woo all these soundboards blah blah you know but you know it's fucking awesome it's fucking great it feels good to to end that well not to end to to send you guys some info just a little bit of fucking info on why the hell this is even happening if you stuck around for this whole damn hour if you stuck around for this long i'm gonna tell you why this is even happening and it's gonna get fucking personal real fast so 
I have gone personally through some crap for a very long time, a very, very long time. To put it mildly, there's a bit of depression sprinkled everywhere right now. And it's pretty sad. It's, it's, it sucks a lot. And, you know, a lot of things in my life change really quickly. You know, uh, don't see my friends a lot. A lot of things like that. You know, it's isolated. It's an isolated time for me right now. As we speak, I'm in the room in my house where I spend the most time. Most time. And, uh, and that's, that's, this is where I'm at. I don't know if I, I left the house today and <laughs> I left the house today and I don't think I've left it for another three days. And don't worry, this isn't like a whole, is isn't it shut in. It's not, I'm not leaving because I'm not, not leaving because I'm afraid to leave the house. Well, I'm not leaving because I don't want to go out. I'm just not leaving because I don't have anywhere to go. And based on people who care and things like that, it's not good for me and my personality to stay locked up by myself for too long. It's not good for anybody, you know, but according to people, I'll go crazy faster than most. So right now, this podcast is basically an outlet for anything that I'm thinking of and thoughts and interest and things like that. This is to keep me sane. That's what this podcast is for. And to have anybody else listening to this at all is fucking amazing. It is. One subscriber, two, three, four, fucking ten. Don't care. This podcast, I hope, is going to help. And you know what? To anybody else who is possibly feeling depressed, isolated, lonely, and shitty all at the same time, and or one at once. Man, I'm here. You know. You can contact me at, uh, shit. This band, Noah. Uh, on Twitter at this band Noah, uh, my band Noah on Instagram, uh, and those are the only two sites that I use. By the way, Noah is the name of the band that I work in uh, for music. Anyways, get to that later. So yeah, and that's that's the reason. This this is a personal podcast. This this is this is a this is an open podcast about things all around in life that I'm interested in, and maybe other people if you guys want to talk about it. But at the same time, it's for reasons that. I kind of need this podcast. So regardless of who's listening at the moment, uh, you're helping out. And I don't need a, this isn't, don't, don't give me a pity listen. You know, don't give me a pity listen. If you're interested in this, man, listen to it. You know, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Expletive, man. Expletive. But, you know, we're running over a little over an hour here for the first episode of the Not So Everyday Cast you know, see you guys, uh, not every day, but you know, someday. Yeah, someday. Yeah. Fucking yeah. All right, bye.